You're now listening to What's Up Award, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know, what's yours? And for long-time and regular listeners, including Tamika Michelle, salute. salute. My name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to my immediate left with the mixed match socks on is other than Trey all day in the house. What's good, my brother? What's going on, Wardy Ward? Now, technically, I'm just wearing one sock. It's an Odie, but it's a goodie. That's definitely a mix match there. So, and uh, well, you know how we do it anyway. I'll cheer interviewing one guest at a time. And our our esteemed guests today, or should I say, been all around the world, and I, 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 uh, aka Miss Sheriff Nichols, stopped by the lab today to share her story of traveling, learning new languages, and what her perspectives are for findings. But I say, but before we bring her out, I want to share a quick story of how I met her. Is that cool, Trey? Go right ahead, please. All right. Now, I don't know what year it was, but it was uh, 20-something, whatever. And I was working at a major hospital downtown Indianapolis. I was working as a uh, HIV counselor in the emergency room. And we Mm -hmm. shared this room with uh, some other people, like some techs, some language interpreters, and some other people, right? So, me being the introvert that I am, I usually Uh, kept uh, myself. uh, uh, Well, say that again. I'm an introvert. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, you know. I'm a I'm a introvert introvert. <laughs> You're an Audi introvert. Okay, go ahead. Right, yeah. So one night, Cherub walked into the room. She greeted everybody. You know, I nodded to do, nod, and kept working. So after some time passes by, she turns to me and said, "Hey, I'm about to order pizza. Do you want some? It's my treat." And I was thinking, "Hmm, free pizza." But then again, I was thinking, you know, people got, you know, they might want with Chinese mushrooms on here or or squid back or something. I was thinking, oh. she said, "What you What do you like on your pizza?" <laughs> And I knew at that moment we'd be friends for life because she was actually nice to a stranger who was actually having a bad day. So I thank you, friend, for that. But ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the well-traveled Cherub Nichols to the What's Up Ward podcast. Hey, Ward. Hey, Trey. How y'all hey, doing? Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> now, now, you realize that once you fed him, he's not going to leave. You know that. <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Come back. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to feed everybody. It's all right. That's right. So, Trip, um, uh, before we get started, I wanted to uh, talk about your name. That's a very angelic name. It's so, so unique. Uh, <laughs> how, how do you spell that? It's spelled C-H-E-R-U-B. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you ever met another cherub, or are you just the only one? <laughs> I have not. I have yeah. not. I okay. haven't. I've seen it, which yeah. was strange for me, but I haven't met them. No. Okay. Do you get the little squiggly line whenever you emailing people or something, or that don't happen? Or yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do any, any of your other family members got unique names like that, or was it just you? Actually. I'd say that all of us do. There, are, I have um, seven siblings. I have six brothers and one sister, hey. and um, all of us have names that. Um, let's see. As far as angelic, let's see. Yeah, my sister Seraph. I have a brother Gabriel, a brother Michael, um, and then my other brothers. They have names that can be found in the Bible too. So, yeah, don't hold yeah. us to it though. <laughs> <laughs> <But yeah. laughs> Wow. So, so where did you grow up at? What, what city? I grew up here, actually. From um, I'm was born and raised here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. Yeah. What, what's it like growing up in a family of that size? There was always, always, always 
noise, always. Mm, and I don't say that in, in like a, That's good. I don't think it's like bad necessarily, but there were, mm -hmm. there was always some kind of, like you said, activity it was always something going on. I used to, I love to read books and I really love to when I was, when I was a, a child. And so I would sometimes to get away from it all, I'd go and I'd hide in um, the closet in the in the um, bedroom that my sister and I shared. And I'd hide in there um, with my books so I could still hear everything going around or going on outside and downstairs. Um, but I was still just tucked away enough to, and that was just my little meantime. So, yeah, there was always something going on. Wow, just sitting in the closet this, reading in the dark. Go ahead, like Trey. Say, this, yeah, this is straight again. So where, where do you fall in the sequence of, of, of the siblings? Are you the first, in the middle, or in the, towards the end there? Well, okay, so I have two older brothers, but they're nine and ten years older than me. And then okay. there's me. And then everybody else falls up under me. So even though I'm not the oldest, it was as if I was because when my brothers, you know, they graduated school and everything, they were out of the house. So it was me that was at home that was the oldest. So I'm not, but I am. Okay. So, so did, was there ever an awkward moment where, where you were given their hand-me-downs? Because I got two older sisters <laughs> and some of my school pictures. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a game changer. <laughs> no, I, we didn't have anything like that, though. <laughs> okay. All right. I just have to ask. That's all. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> what, what do you remember most about your childhood? Was it you good know, memories, bad memories? Was it, couldn't wait to get out of here? There were, you know, you have ups and downs just in life in general. But one thing that I do appreciate um, is that I was able to be a kid. You know, we, a lot of kids, some kids, I shouldn't say a lot, but some children, they don't really get to be kids. But we were able to be kids. We got to be kids. We played and got dirty and, you know, we we got to be kids so i'm I, more than anything i'm thankful for that and that's what i choose to focus on so yeah so would you say your childhood was if it had to match a tv show was it more good times growing up or was it more like uh the huxtables growing up i'd say it was someplace in between okay okay you know, we we never wanted for anything that's for sure you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we had, you know, pretty nice things, decent things. Now, as an adult, you know, I, talking to my parents, I can, and as I grew, I could see where, you know, they, different things and sacrifices and things that they made for us. But no, I mean, we weren't like dirt poor. We weren't rich, but mm -hmm. you know, we were comfortable. We were all right. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th hey, I think we were like that too. This is Trey again. Let me ask you, what was it like at mealtime having two older brothers? Did you have to get a head start before they got in there? Or what was that like? No, you know, so my dad's a chef. And okay. well, we uh -huh. grew up with food. If we, we always had food. And because we had the, the biggest family and like with my cousins and everything, they would come over to our house and, you know, different things like that. So no, we, there was always food. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, yeah. We always have food. <laughs> that's that's, that's yeah. a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, what did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, like when you were younger. I mean, because like for me, I know I wanted to be a thief when I grew up. Because I, <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we all. Hey, I just enjoy seeing poor people for change. That's all. So I, I was like, man, I want to be a thief. <laughs> You was robbing in the hood or Robin Hood? Which one were you? I was robbing the hood. You know, I, could, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really find classes on that major, so I just went into something else. But Jared, that's another show. We have to, we have to go on the tangent on that one. <laughs> but, but I'm like, go ahead, Sheriff. Uh, tell us, what did you want to be when you grew up? 
it's so I wanted to be a I wanted to be a lawyer and I also wanted to be a stewardess because I love to travel. I, I wanted to be a lawyer because you know I grew up watching things like Perry Mason and things like, and that's still like one of my favorite shows like hands down it's one of my favorite shows. I always said if I ever had any legal trouble I'd want Perry Mason to be my lawyer. I know he's fictional but still yeah, but I, yeah. I, I don't like to see people be mistreated or taken advantage of. I, I just don't. And so I always thought, you know, I can be, I'd like to be a lawyer, but I'd also like to be a stewardess because I love to travel. And yeah. I, you know, heard that they got to travel for free. And so I was like, well, mm-hmm. you pay me to travel, sign me up. So I didn't end up doing either one of those things, but as a kid, that's what <laughs> I wanted to do. <laughs> right. Trey, which one is Perry Mason? Is that the one in the wheelchair? Uh, well, he if he lived long enough, he ended up in a wheelchair. But yeah, he was the uh, he was the old school uh, what you call it, man, lawyer. Perry Mason. The, uh, I'm thinking of Columbo, you know, maybe. No, you think it? That was Ironside. That was the same dude when he was. Uh, he oh, when he got older. Yeah, when he was older, he played Ironside, and he. Was uh, older, but when he was younger, like in the I don't know 50s, 60s, I guess, um, he was play Perry Mason. Uh-huh. She, 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 dry, she, she, she slowly trying to tell us her age because she said See there? The 50s and the yeah. 60s. You think, okay. you think, but no, I just, I'm just like quality programming. That music, things go. like that, I just, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I definitely want to get into your business because that's a highlight of the show. But okay. before we do that, uh, I want to share another fact about me. This ain't about me. It's all about you. But <laughs> I, um, I don't like to brag on myself, but I traveled a little bit. I've been to Kokomo twice and French Lake, Indiana. Now, I don't I don't want to put the pressure on you, but have you been somewhere maybe outside of Indianapolis? I mean, don't feel bad if you haven't done what I've done. But- <laughs> yes, Ward knows the I-65 corridor very well, but go yeah, ahead, Ward. Go I mean, ahead. I, I, I've been go out ahead. there. I've been out there. So, so what you got, Sheriff? Can you top me or not? I will... I will say that I have been outside of Indianapolis. Um, I've been fortunate enough to travel to a few different countries. What? And a few different states. Did you say countries? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Where, where, where you been? Uh, you want me to name all the places? Yeah, give me, give me, give me both of them. Yeah, tell them. Tell me. Okay. okay. I've been to, I've been to Canada, Mexico. I've been to Nicaragua. Um, as a matter of fact, I lived there for a bit. I've been to, what? yeah, I've been to Costa Rica, St. Kitts, Panama, the Bahamas, Norway, St. Martin, um, Belgium, Morocco, which is one of my favorite places that I've been to. Barbados, Denmark, Germany, St. Lucia, Romania, Spain, St. Thomas, England, Scotland, Jamaica, and I've been to 34 states. Okay, I'm going to edit out my part wow. about um, um, Kokomo because <laughs> I see yeah. right now. He, he, okay, well, well no, you've been to Brazil, Indiana, but go <laughs> right, ahead. Right. Yeah, she was flexed on me. She just went all the way there. Man, well, your passport is smoking. Yeah, I didn't have very many pages left. I've been to a few of them uh, more than once, but yeah, I was able Man. to get out and travel for a bit. How, how does one do? How? What? Trey, go ahead. I, I need a moment. I, 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 she's been to more countries than I have states, man. I, I got nothing, man. So. How did you decide you want to travel those places? How did that come up? You just sitting outside one day, like you know what? Perry Mason just went off, and I want to travel. I mean, what, what happened? <laughs> well, I it's it's funny. That's something that um, 
my father was in the military. And so when we were kids, he would tell us stories um, about his adventures um, and misadventures, not a whole lot, but he would tell us stories about when he traveled. And uh, my grandmother um, on my mother's side, she traveled, she'd been everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And so I'd like to think that a part of that's just in my blood. Um, but I've always had an interest in different, um, well, locales and, and people and cultures and foods and things. And and I've just always been interested in those types of things. So when I got older and I had an opportunity to, you know, step out and see a few things and that's what I did. Wow. So did you like travel by yourself or you want a group of people or how does that work? Some of the places I've been to by myself, many of them, though, I've been to with other people um, with maybe, you know, a friend or two or, you know, some of them with the group. Um, so it, it just depends. Yeah. Just that's, that's amazing. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know what to expect. To, I mean, wow. So many questions. I oh, I've never been out the country. I don't know. What, what am I going to go? Where am I going to eat? What am, I mean, can I drink the water? I mean, did you you just had to do a lot of research, I guess, before you went, huh? Yeah, you do a little research before you go um, and just try to keep an open mind. It's, it's always fascinating to me to see people um, in other parts of the world that are not just surviving, but just, you know, thriving. And but they don't they're not doing it the same way that I am or, you know, mm. that other people are. So I've always um, thought that that was fascinating. But, yeah, you just do a little research and, and keep an open mind and. I, I ask a lot of questions because, I mean, that's how you learn. So and I'd go and ask questions and just try to be my authentic self. And wow, always worked out. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, Sheriff, this this is Trey again. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I haven't traveled like you, but I'm a travel channel fan. When I look at those open air markets and I see the various types of food, I'm like, mm, I like my meat pre-wrapped and packaged and all, <laughs> the drainage and all these things. How do how did you get past that? If that were the case, I mean, do you do you limit what you decide to eat and say, "Hey, look, I'm going to eat just beans and rice and vegetables and and that type of stuff," or do you just get in there with the locals and say, "Okay, you know, looks good. Let's give this a try and let's let's hope that uh, works out or works itself out." Oh yeah, is- I'm sure I'm sure it'll work itself out. <laughs> I I think it's a combination of both, really. Um, so, um, growing up with my dad you learn, you know, about food safety and different things like that. So some things you just know. Um, But I always would try to go to places where I'd see a lot of people, a lot of like local people, not into, you know, like different places have like tourist traps and things like that. Never been interested in any of that. I want you to take me where if you had an off day and some money and you wanted something good to eat, where would you go? And that's what I ask people. And their faces light up and be like, oh, I'm going to do this or I go here and eat this. And that's where I go. And, you know, it hasn't really steered me wrong. Um, you just try to use good judgment. Generally, I drink, you know, you drink bottled water and, you know, different things like that. But when you go to different places, eat the food, you know, and talk with the people and things like that. I Fortunately, in my travels, I can say that I never got sick eating anything. Mm. I never, I've never been sick, and I'm thankful for that. But again, I just you just use good judgment and eat things that are you know c- cooked well and I don't know different things like that. Or somebody, or like if I'm eating a piece of fruit or something, I'll 
um, eat something that I've like seen them like cut up and you know what yeah. I'm saying? just use good judgment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What, about your ex- what about your experience coming back into the States, coming through customs? Is there anything you have to declare? It's like, oh, okay, well, that's not allowed to come back. What was that like for you? You know, I don't think so. Um, let me think here. I've never, no, uh-uh, because I don't want no problems. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I don't want no problems. So you find out what you can and can't bring back and mm-hmm. stick with that because I, mm-mm. no, I'm good. I, no, uh-uh. I don't want you looking at me twice for nothing. Uh-huh. Stamp my passport and let me go on about let my you go to Come on in. Let me go it. grab my bags and go from there, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do, do they ask you what's your purpose of being here or anything or? Yeah. And as the more full my passport got, sometimes I get looks because, you know, I guess, you know, some people are involved in some shady business. I'm not. I just like to travel and eat and talk to people. So, um, but most people, you know, they've they've looked through and, you know, asked me, you know, you know, um, something simple, something that doesn't take like a whole lot of time because it's basically just small talk when they're, you know, looking through the passport and make sure all your papers and things are in order. But yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, uh, I'm I'm looking at the list of places you said you went to. Mm-hmm. Tell me about what was it like in Germany. It seemed like, a, I mean, all I know was Hitler over there. So, what's it <laughs> what's it like there? Were you scared? Uh, do you speak German? I mean, what's no. It like? uh, Germany was great. Um, I, I went with a girlfriend of mine. We went. Um, she was actually looking to move there, and she did for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went there to spy out the land, so to speak. Oh, there were some places on here that I didn't put. I forgot about. What? There's more? She's just trying to hurt me, Trey. Yeah. She's, she's trying to hurt me. Where else did you, you go to? We went to Amsterdam and we went wow. to um, wow. there was someplace else. I can't remember. While, while you're updating your list here, I'm looking at some of these places too, like uh, like here, like okay, like Norway and Denmark. What time of the year did you actually go there? Did you go in there in the spring, or did you go there in like in the in the winter? Because I can't imagine all that snow and ice up there. I don't know. That it was seems cold. Like a little different. <laughs> so you went in the winter time? Yeah, it was cold. Ooh, it was beautiful, but it was cold. I was hoping when I went that I'd be able to see the northern lights because that's one thing that I haven't seen that. I still want to see, but I wasn't up far enough. Um, but it was cold there. Germany, though, yeah, I don't speak German. I speak Spanish and I speak English. Um, but German, because they're what, romance languages, after a while, you start to get a feel for some of the things that are said. Um, but most people, it's, it's funny, when you travel, a lot of people speak English. Oh, really? Um, yeah, a lot of people speak English. So that wasn't really, no, we didn't, and, and yeah, that wasn't, we, we didn't have any problems with that. People tend to speak English. So yeah, but Germany was cool. It's, mm-hmm. and it's what you mentioned about uh, Hitler earlier. That's, you know, in my mind, because, you know, being here in America, that's what we hear about, you know, Germany's bad, Hitler, you know, Nazis, so on and so forth. But Germany was really cool. It was clean, super clean. Mm. Um, and like when you would walk down the street and some of like the like bricks in the um, pavement, they'd have like different little like tidbits about the war and about different things that had been done. And, you know, just how sorry they were about different things, which I thought was interesting, um, the way that that was. 
Wow. We saw there, but yeah, it was, that was interesting. That was very interesting. We were over there. We ended up going, well, not in Germany. This was, I can't remember where it was, Amsterdam, maybe. But where the house where Anne Frank was, Mm. we visited that. That was sad. I cried my eyes out after that. You know, you see where the people were living and different things there. And that, oh, man. What did it look like? Was it like they didn't kind of change it or just wanted to be make it authentic or? No, it was it was that house. You know, you go up, you went uh, the whole <laughs> house is like it's a museum. Um, okay, okay, yeah. So, I mean, they of course had some like modern things in it, like um, on the ground floor they had like a little gift shop and different things like that. But okay, um, yeah, but you know they had different things in the different rooms throughout the house and and things like that, where how you could look out the little window and different things like that. It was interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, but, yeah like Germany. Let me ask you another country, Rick. What you mentioned that you loved Morocco. What you like about Morocco? So much? I loved Morocco. I was thinking about maybe moving there. That man, Morocco was awesome. <laughs> Actually, the same friend that I went with um, to Germany, we went to Morocco, and um, it, it's a beautiful country. Uh, the people were cool. My friend, she speaks Arabic, so. <clears throat> When we were there, you know, you get hecklers wherever you go. Well, I, no, shouldn't say I, I don't know. Go, yeah, but... I don't know because Kokomo don't have that. <laughs> and maybe not hecklers. I should say like, you know, guys catcalling and things like that. Well, she taught me a word in Arabic, haram, which mm-hmm. means forbidden. And, um, you know, so if a guy was like starting to say something or look some kind of way or whatever, we just say haram and, you know, be like a serious face. Then she would say something like to them in Arabic that meant like you know we could be your sisters or something uh, like that and that would straight away they'd straighten up and 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 they would be like really helpful but when we went there they would call us um they would refer to us as like their sisters and things we went to the sahara desert when we were there and and slept out in tents with like mm, bedouin mm-hmm. people and, mm-hmm. and man it was morocco was awesome now that, that's that's africa right yeah yep that's africa and I tell you a, f- a funny story. Well, it, it kind of wasn't funny, but then it kind of was. So, you know, here most people drive automatics. Some people drive stick shifts. So I kind of knew how to drive a stick shift, but not really. Well, we rented a car when we were in Morocco and drove through a couple different cities. And the only cars really that they had available were stick shifts. So um, we, I drove it, but I wasn't very good. But by the time I left, I was pretty i had it down but we were driving <laughs> we were driving um when we first got the car we were up this going up this really steep hill and like rush hour traffic and the car kept cutting off and we kept going backwards and i thought oh lord we get somebody or yeah. it was just well a guy was watching us he was sitting at like a little outdoor cafe and he came over to us and asked us if we needed some help so my friend and i looked at each other and like we each said like silent prayers, but we let him get in. <laughs> I got into the passenger side, he got in the back or she got in the back. And so he was saying, oh, he said, the clutch in this car is really bad. He said, but what you have to do is, and he was showing me how to like ease off the clutch and onto the gas, but had the emergency brake on at the same time. And then you like let go of it to go. And when he was explaining it to me, I didn't understand what he was saying. Well, later on, we were um, going to a, a different um, um, Riyadh to stay at, and it's like a little hotel there. 
And to park, you had to go up on this hill. Well, the hill, the back part, like going down on the uh, the hill, there was no like, there wasn't there. What do you call it? Not a parapet, but you know how you have like the guardrail. There wasn't yeah. a guardrail. It was just this drop. And down below that was like traffic. And mm. so we kept sliding backwards and I couldn't get the car to go up. And we kept sliding backwards. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to, this is not going to end well for us. So I'm going <laughs> right. to get out of the car. I made her grab her luggage and I made her get out the car because I said, ain't no sense in both of us dying. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was laughing, but I was serious too. So as I was trying to go up, um, it clicked to me what the guy was saying about the clutch and the emergency brake. And it, it, I did it. I just, I did it. And once I got that down, we were good. We drove all over that country. So, wow. So, wow. so now I can drive a stick shift. I say I learned how to drive a little bit here in the States, but I really learned how to do it, how to drive in Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just a little quick story or whatever. But I, Morocco was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Food was good. Yeah, I really like Morocco. I would like to go over there too. That sounds like that's a nice place, but I don't know about the sleeping outdoor thing. I'm not good at that because don't they have scorpions or something over there? Or, or? Well, you know, they got scorpions in a whole lot of places, but I, we didn't see anything like that where we were, you know? Mm-hmm. I know that uh, um, a lot of times uh, people, Americans stand out. Do you, do you think you kind of stood out over there or did more people look like you than not looking like you? more people look like us than not um the hmm, how can i say well i mean we were in africa so <laughs> yeah yeah that's true we were in africa but uh, you know people look different you know yeah, they can tell and things like that folks can mm-hmm. tell but we one guy took advantage of us when we got a, in a taxi. He charged us like double what it should have been. It wasn't like an exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money or anything, but he just, we learned from then on. I was like, ah, just be careful. But after that, everybody treated us like gold. It was, it was an amazing experience because it's not always the case. Oh, not yeah. even here, unfortunately. And I was born and raised here, but, but to <laughs> be in a different country and to have people that, but just looking out for you just because just because that yeah. was a new experience for me so that and that was another reason why we really liked it so yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's good uh well here going back to my original statement of saying that i wanted to, that career choice i chose when i was younger i was thinking about how jeff bezos has a lot of money not that i want to get in his pockets or tell him what he should or should do with his money but uh-huh. uh i know that he's uh, Trey, what's that fact that, about Jeff Bezos that we used to talk about? Yeah, so just real quick, so we know that uh, Jeff Bezos, at the end of September of 2021, he had over $200 billion. And yeah. we saw on, on Facebook these comments about, hey, did you know that the amount, that amount of money that Jeff Bezos has, he can give everyone a million dollars. And then we heard comments, no, that's not right. It would be more like $1,000. And we heard, you know, he can give everyone $25. Well, we know he's, he's rich. He's yeah. richer than, than 99.9% of people in the world. Let's just be honest. So mm-hmm. that, that's just something to think about, you know, the impact he could have on people with money and how far it could actually reach. That's, mm-hmm. that's something we were kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so in harmony with that thought, I was wondering, a lot of places you've been to, would you say people are are well off or, or are they just happy with what they have? Because I know like, it seems like the places you've been, you, you've had positive stories and this guy is so rich and I don't, I've never seen a dude smile. So I was just wondering, mm-hmm. 
how, how do you what's your take back from all those places what's the, what's the overall view of it well you know honestly i found that most people are just trying to take care of their families and take care of themselves mm-hmm. and the happiest people that i've seen in my travels have been focused on that as opposed to trying to go after, you know, having a whole bunch of money. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For, um, I'm trying to think, like when I, when I lived in in, in Nicaragua, one of the things that I appreciated is how family forward it was. Mm -hmm. Um, People worked hard and a lot of people didn't have a whole lot of money. They didn't have a whole lot of anything. But they had their families and they would spend time with them. One of the things that I really enjoyed seeing there in particular was in the evening um, in about seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. People would just be outside in front of their homes and they'd just be talking. They'd be talking with their neighbors. The kids would be playing out in front of them or like in the streets or everybody was just together. And there was just a sense of like togetherness and and family there and I just that stuck with me that mm-hmm. stuck with me um but yeah the people in my travels at least in my experience the people that were happiest were those that weren't chasing after money they were yeah, you know mm-hmm. just trying to be content living you know with their families and and, and enjoying that yeah yeah. How much money do you did you need to travel to all these places? Did you have a, a lot when you were going there or did you have a good budgeting system? So. No, I didn't actually. I didn't have a, a whole lot of money when I would travel, um, but I tried to make good decisions and you learn as you go. Um, <laughs> some of the, the trips and things that I went on. Um, I didn't have a whole lot and then some of them I had, you know, a little more, but um, you try to make sure you have some money put up just in case something happens. Um, but I would rather, so you know how some people, they wear their money, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yes, they, yes. like their clothing or have big fine homes and things and sometimes don't even have enough money to put stuff in those homes, but you know, ain't none of my business, but I would (laughs) rather, instead of me having a whole bunch of nice things and being surrounded by a bunch of nice things, I'd rather have a few good pieces and use my money to, for experiences, you know, to travel and different things like that. So, I mean, you got to budget, you got to use good judgment and things like that. But I think about something like, like my husband, he likes shoes. He he used to, you know, like connect, collect tennis shoes and things like that. He doesn't anymore. But like when he tell me about like the money that people would spend on shoes and different, you know, Jordan drops and things like that, or women yeah. like different purses and shoes and stuff. In my mind, that five hundred dollars, I can put that towards a trip. <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a, that's an airplane ticket. That's like a round trip ticket. Uh-huh. Or, you know, you know uh-huh. that's how I. I mean, for me, that's how I'm looking at money. Like. I can use that to, you know, heck, even if it's just a, I can use that to, you know, run in to Chicago and spend a couple of days or something like, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather spend my money on, on that than things. So. Yeah. So, yeah. so memories versus material. 
Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Well, what about this? Let me ask you this. When you're traveling, you know, are you team carry on or are you team uh, check check curbside or when, you, when you're dealing with your luggage? I mean, no doubt with all the traveling, you probably have some good luggage. Do you do Samsonite? Do you do, hey, I can just go ahead and replace? What do you, what do you normally do? Carry on all day. Ain't nobody yeah. got time to be checking okay. luggage and folks lost luggage and I, no, I want my stuff with me. I, yep. Let me have my bag with me. And I found as I traveled that you don't even use half the stuff you pack. You're right. So, You're absolutely right. I mean, you have like whole outfits and things in there that you didn't even use. So I try to be, you know, judicious in what I pack with me and I always leave space to bring something back with me. Because, mm. yeah, okay. you know, she's, she's a true traveler. Yeah, I go. carry on. <laughs> and I w- always carry a purse with me that's big enough to put some things in if I need to. Most mm-hmm. places, oh, a lot of uh, um, airlines will allow you to bring a pillow. So if I needed additional space, instead of me bringing a pillow, I would just put clothes in. <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. You, you're good. <laughs> you learn as you go. Uh, okay. Ward, I think it's time for our disclaimer. On behalf of the What's Up with Ward show, we are not saying that you should pack clothes into a pillow <laughs> to circumvent any airline rules. Now back to you, Ward. That, that is smart. I, I never even thought about that. Wow. Yeah. I learned so much from my whole show. Yeah, but well, yeah. well Ward, there's not a lot of flights going from any to Kokomo, so we probably yeah, wouldn't have known. But okay. right, I, I know you're right. I'm, I'm thinking outside my budget again. Here I go. <laughs> but uh, okay, Trip. Let me ask you this question. You you mentioned also that you speak Spanish. How did that come about? And I have another question. Well, I ask you both of them. How did that come about? And do other people talk about uh, people in Spanish? And you've overheard that. Those are my two questions. I have an answer for both of them. All right. Well, I'd always wanted to learn Spanish um, when I was uh, a younger person um, because the different cultures and things that I saw growing up and I didn't experience a whole lot of them, but I just knew it was something that I wanted to learn. And I remember being in high school, um, taking classes. And I remember in one class in particular, I wasn't doing as well as I thought I should have been. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to the teacher after this class one day and I was almost to the point of tears. I was like, I'm just not getting it. I don't understand it. These other kids, they seem to be getting it. And they're not even, yeah, I was just frustrated. And she looked at me and she said, I think that was Miss Bender. I can't remember. I think it was Miss Bender. But she said, Cherub, you have a love for people and for culture she said so even if it takes you a bit longer once you get it you'll have it she said a lot of these other students honestly they're just learning it so that they can use it um on like their college interest exams and things she said but they'll never use it she said but this will stick with you for the rest of your life she said so don't give up and i never forgot her saying that so i took it in school um and i'm also i'm one of jehovah's witnesses so i when I got older, I switched from an English congregation to a Spanish one. And that's where I really learned it, you know, feet to the fire. And it's, it's, it's a humbling thing learning another language because you go from being able to freely express yourself um, to struggling <laughs> um, and to, to express yourself. Um, so it's, it's humbling. But yeah, I learned it really when I switched to a Spanish congregation. Yeah. And it's funny because like kids, I remember one time I was telling, a, I was trying to tell a, a girl that I liked her dress and the dress is vestido in Spanish. And I said, vestida with an A at the end instead of an O. She looked at me all funny. She said, that's not how you say dress. 
And she laughed. And she, she said it, you know, in, in, in Spanish, she, she said it the correct way. It looked at me and laughed. And I was just like, oh, okay. But I never forgot it. I know that's I right. I never forgot it, you know. And, yes. and to your question about um, people talking about, you know, the languages. Yes. Not just because mm. I've heard people do it. But I mean, we do it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what you mean, we? Sometimes folks be getting roasted in English, but you know, yeah, right? yeah. But I remember being in a in a in a Spanish uh, grocery store, and I was getting some uh, some vegetables or something, and there was there were a couple guys that were like stocking uh, that 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 area. They were stocking that area, and I remember them saying. Um, they ooh, they were just they had a whole bunch to say mm. Um, mm. and so I went right over to one of the managers I found the manager and I um, told them you know the things that they were saying and then I went back over and I finished you know perusing the vegetables and things getting the things that I was needing to make whatever it was I was making right. and the manager was you know going off on them or whatever and the guys was looking at me mm. and, you know and then I told them I smiled at him and I told them in Spanish, you know, we don't all look alike. So be mindful of what you say. Mm. Because, you know, just because you're just assuming, you know, that, you know, I'm a black woman, but you don't know nothing about. I, yeah, there's people that speak Spanish that's darker than me and, and yep. are lighter than me. Mm -hmm. that They run the gamut and looks just like a lot of other people, just like black mm -hmm. people and anybody else. So that's why I said it in that way. And their eyes got so big. Yeah. Even the manager's eyes, when I went over and started talking to him, he was looking like, wait a minute, where you look in my mind doesn't match how you should, who, what you should be uh -huh. saying, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I love that. I probably shouldn't, but I love that because you just don't know, man. You don't right. know who knows what. I remember the first time I went to Mexico, we went um, to get some Chinese food. <laughs> In Mexico, and, what? <laughs> and I was oh, like, the best Chinese food I had was stopped on the border. I'm telling you, but the, the the guy in the restaurant, the guy and the lady in the restaurant were speaking to us in Spanish, and I couldn't have order because I'm looking at them like, speak Spanish, these Chinese folks speak. But and so it's the same way. People sometimes yeah. what you see doesn't match what comes out of a person's mouth, and um, yeah, that's always interesting. Man. Okay, I got a question now. I'm, I'm gonna spin this back to that the day when you and Ward met. Okay, mm -hmm. y'all chowing down on pizza. What were y'all saying about folks that be, that they didn't know? I just wonder what you two were saying. <laughs> oh, I just wanna, I, I want to scoop on that. I don't speak good I, no, 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 don't don't spin it, Ward. Just put it out there. <laughs> I just know a little bit, man. She, she was an interpreter. I was an HIV. Uh, okay, we just shared okay. a room. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. no. Now back to you, Ward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, I enjoy hearing those stories of travel stuff, but I want to talk about your business, too. What is the name of your business? And what is it about? The nature of it as well, too. Okay. So, the name of my business is Clay Rye James. Clay Rye Jane LLC. And um, that actually, Rye Jane is my middle name. Uh, it, I was named after my father's aunt. Um, well, that's where Rye Jane comes from. So clay, the clay part of clay Rye Jane is I, I make um, polymer clay earrings. So mm. lightweight earrings and um, I wanna, I'm going to start actually making like um, cufflinks and maybe like some matching cufflink and earring sets for like men and women, different things like that. But right now my focus is on making um, earrings. So that's what I'm doing right now. 
Yeah. What, what, what's the website for that? Or what, what can we see them? Give me, give me a couple of sites. Sure. So the website is actually claywrightjane.com. So um, if I were to spell it C-L-A-Y-R-I-E-J-A-N-E.com. And um, I'm on Instagram and that handle is uh, claywrightjane. And Facebook, same thing, Clay Ride Jane, Pinterest, YouTube, Clay Ride Jane. So, okay, look at you. That's a, located, yeah. I'm going to ask you that name again before we get off the show, too. Sure. So, you, you said you're making this uh, lightweight jewelry. You make this by hand, or are you make it by hand? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, that, I'm looking at your Instagram page. You have a lot of nice items here. So, thank you. I, I, nice. I, I, with the pandemic, really, um, I, well, I've, I've always loved earrings, always, but I found that a lot of them are heavy and yes. they'll pull, you know, at your earlobe. So when I discovered polymer clay earrings, I love the fact that they were so lightweight and that, you know, the clay can, well, I just like that they were lightweight. Let me start with that. And so then I just, you know, there were different designs and things that I wanted, um, but I didn't see them. And so... I decided, well, instead of being frustrated at them not being there, why don't you just make them yourself? There you go. And so I did. <laughs> and so I, I learned about, took time to learn about um, the medium, about polymer clay and, you know, what you can do with it and how it works and just how you can manipulate it and things. And so I started to create earrings that I wanted to see, mm-hmm. um, that I wanted to wear. And so I decided, well, Cherub, if you make them. Why don't you see if you can make a business out of it? And so that's what I've done. That's what I've been doing. I, I'd like to say that I create, I thoughtfully, well, my tagline is uh, thoughtfully designed with a confident woman in mind. So Ooh, nice. I I create earrings when you, that when you wear them, I want you to feel more confident, um, you know, walk a little taller, you know, with your head up a little higher and just, you know, Feel really good. Just feel really good and really confident. So that's yeah. that's what I create. Nice. And, and also, I know you have uh, the word on the curb is you guys release some silk wave uh, scarves too, or what do you silk call them? Waves of the. I actually dropped a new collection yesterday. It's the Silk and Waves collection, and I call them that because the design on those they're all daggers and they're all different colors um, of daggers, but the way that they look. Um, it looks wavy. I had a, a friend ask on there, said, is this, do you have like fabric on here? Silk on there? No, it's not fabric. It's all made from polymer clay. So um, it's just how the look is and the way they feel. So yeah, the, that's the latest one. Those are the latest rack that I have out. So so the head coverings are made from the same material? Well, there's no head coverings. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all just earrings. The They're silk, all earrings. The, the, oh, so the waves is not a hair cover. It's just mm-hmm. okay, silky okay. waves. Yeah, I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say oh, that, get into different areas, but okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what fears did you have before starting a business, especially during COVID? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. I don't know all of them. I I don't know anything about running a business, and I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, now I. I Actually, I, I love to learn. I think that's one of the cool things about it is you'll never know every single thing. There's always something new to learn. So with my business, I take time every day, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes to learn something about 
my business, whether it's the clay itself or trying different techniques with the clay, or if it's about the business side of the business, so taxes or about you know marketing or whatever the case is, every day I set some time aside to learn more about my business so that I can be an expert in what it is that I do. Um, but yeah, I didn't know anything about business. I talked to people who did, and I still do talk to people about it, try to um, um, put myself, um, how can I say? I reach out to people who know what they're mm. doing, who have been doing it for a while. It's funny, I was listening to one of you, you all's podcasts and there's a guy on there, Jared, I think his name was. Yeah, Jared Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was listening to some of the things that he was talking about. And I'm going to reach out to him because <laughs> he's, a, he's a SME. He's a subject matter expert at that, you know, yeah. marketing and things. So that's, I need to, that's something that I'm still learning about. So I'm going to reach out to him, see if I can, you know, talk yeah. to him about some different things so that I can learn. So, and then that's what I mean. Every day I try to, you know, learn something about it or put myself in contact. That's what I was trying to say with different ones who have been doing it, who have learned something and know something about it so that I can be the best that I can be at not just creating um, the earrings and things that I make, but just to make sure that the decisions and things that I make make good business sense. That, that's that's very good. I was going to ask you that question. Oh, let me clarify. His name is actually Gerald. I don't want to, want to get mad. It's yes, Gerald. Sir. It's spelled funny, but um, do you, you started that business out. Who was the first person you told, I'm going to start this business? So who'd you go to first on that? And what was their reaction? I talked to my husband about it. Actually, I talked to my husband. I talked to my sister and I talked to my best friend about it. And they've all been incredibly supportive. Um, when I was telling my husband about it, you know, at first, you know, I, I don't know what I expected, but he's been very, very supportive of it. And, you know, he sat and talked to me about, you know, some different things that maybe I could do to scale it and, you know, how many I'd have to sell to be able to make X amount of money and how long I'd be able have to do that before I could actually do that as, because I'd like to scale it such that I don't have to work for anybody else, that that's just what I do. So, I'm still like in the early stages. Well, I shouldn't say early stages. I haven't been doing it for an incredibly long time, but my goal is eventually to be able to do that and have that be my business, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've all been um, very, um, they've been very encouraging. Yes. Um, and I'm thankful for that. And it's so funny. Some of the people that have been the most encouraging wouldn't have been people that I thought would be, you know, mm. um, but, and I'm thankful for that. Um so, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, let me ask you this too. At uh, I know you you have this material that you're using, but have you ever thought about doing the the other stuff? Maybe like uh, materials like fingernails, puppy hair. Have you ever thought about? I'm just gonna go try to go as far as I can on this thing. <laughs> Wait, and you know what, Ward? That's great, but I don't think I can go that far with you. I don't think I can get out there with you. <laughs> not with him, per se. I mean, you could, but it's not highly recommended. Now, I'm just yeah, saying, no. a lot of people come up with crazy ideas and, and people, because, okay, I'm going to give an example. Have you seen them boots Kanye West be wearing lately? I can't say that I have. But tell me about them. He wear these, like, there's, like, fishing boots that come up to, like, his thigh and they're big black boots, and he just wear them everywhere. Of and people like, them. Yeah, because yeah. they remind me of, like, the boots that you wear, like, when you or like something that you would wear, you know those, um, I can't remember what you call them, but 
wait, like waiters. Yep, when you yep. do like fishing. Because that's what I thought I said, man, is yep. he fishing now? No, he just wears it. And people saying he is so fashionable. I was like, wow. Fashion's in the mm. eye of the beholder. Right. If, you if gonna he... find that fishy? I mean, that's suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> if he could do that, I'm just saying, there's no telling. But I like you. You have nice, modest products. I, I think yours is gonna sell really well because I mean, I'm a guy and I'm like, I'm like, wow, that looks nice. And I'm actually gonna get a pair uh, for my teacher, my daughters too, just so you know, expect oh, my order yeah. to come through. Thank you. Yep. I appreciate that. Yeah. What, what advice would you give others who are who are starting out and want to do an idea like yours, or just sitting on the sideline but thinking, I got an idea. What should I do? Do it. Mm-hmm. Start, do it, man. Start small. Start ugly. Start confused, but start. Yeah. Just that's start. Right. That's some of the advice that I was given. There's a, a girlfriend of mine. She um, makes earrings. And um, I was telling her about me wanting to start. And I had purchased a, a pair of earrings from her and in her card that um, she put in in my order and I still have it. I have it put in um, the pegboard in my lab when I, where I, it's, it's a, it's an office, but I, I call it the lab when I go in there to yeah. get my earrings. But that's what she was saying. She was saying, you know, get out of your way. There's nobody stopping you, but you. So start, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, that seems so simple. Um, but there's a lot of power in those words and Definitely. it takes courage to put yourself out there to, learn something new um and to at the beginning of it not to be good at it <laughs> right but that's okay because there's when you are learning something sometimes you have to go through those different types of things where it's not very good before it gets good um so um yeah that's the advice that i would give to someone who's thinking about starting something just to start and you know, for if a person were to say, well, there's a lot of people already doing that. Yeah. But if you go to the grocery store and you go to the bread aisle, there's 30, yeah. 11 different types of bread. <laughs> and yes. those, there's 30, 11 different types of people. They're buying it, too. So yeah, it might, you might be starting something that maybe someone else is already doing, but it won't have your stamp on it. It's not yours. So mm-hmm. just start. Just start. So- yeah, I agree. I, I like to say that that, that uh, the, just let me say this real quick, Trey. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how babies, babies, I admire them because they have a I can't fail attitude. They will get a, a cell phone or something, can't even talk, but they'll take that cell phone and they'll keep messing with their joker, keep twisting and turning. Before you know it, they don't open three apps, downloaded two games, and made two longest of calls. So, <laughs> so you got to get out there and try. So I do appreciate you saying that. So it is power in those words. So we can't be afraid to to get out there and learn something new. So I, I do appreciate you saying that. I'm, I'm sorry, Trey. What was your thought? Yeah, that, that's a good point, Trey. Because I mean, I'll work. Because I remember when you programmed that VCR to get mm-hmm. you know the right time on there. Mm-hmm. That was on point, and I know you're motivated to get that done. Now, now, chair, what, what was your motivation to, to do this? You know yourself. I mean, it sounds like you're still kind of working, and then you're trying to building your fledgling business as well. So, how mm-hmm. how are you balancing your time, and what's your motivation? So, um, okay, you asked me three different things. So, <laughs> sometimes um, that happens in my mind here. No, so, no, no, what's your what's your motivation first? How, let's start off as your motivation for that. My motivation is, well, I see what my end goal is. You know, like I said, I'd like to scale it to where it's something that I can work on, you know, maybe, you know, even with my husband helping me and that be something that 
um, we use to, that I can use to help to support my family. Um, and I like creative things. I like to do mm-hmm. something. So this is a good, it's a good creative outlet for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it's one that I, that I believe that I can use, that I know that I can scale to not just be a creative outlet, but to be able to work for myself mm-hmm. um, and do something creative at that same time. That's right up my alley. I would there love to be able to do that. So that's what that's what I'm working on to be able to do it in that way. Yeah. And have you gotten to a point where you've, you've used this from being just a creative outlet to now a sustainable business to now being fully functional and able to support yourself from it? Or are you still working and, and using this as a way to supplement income? I'm still working right now. It's just something to supplement. Um, okay. And so, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, because I just started it, what, in September? I did all my research and things nice. before, but as far as like getting an LLC and getting myself like my website um, built and, and all of that stuff, I, I, that's, it's funny when you hear people say, you know, how's your little business going? First off, it's not a little business. business. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's not just like a little like hobby. I think mm-hmm. you know, it's not a hobby. There's, you know, there are expenses that are associated with it every month and, you know, expenses that I have to, mm-hmm. you know, get my products and, and well, my materials, I should say, because I create the products, but the materials and all of that. So it's not just a, a, a hobby or something. This is for real, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that, that's to the folks out there throwing shade in her in, in her mother tongue. She know exactly what you're trying to say. Now, uh-huh. now back to you, War. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to that time of the show where we're going to uh, almost wrap it up. But before we do that, we like to play a little game called Getting to Know You or Rapid Fire, where we're going to ask you about four or five questions each. So we can we already got a good uh, snapshot of who you are, but this is just going to be icing on the cake. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Trey. We do a two one two one format. If that's cool. Go right here, sir. All right. My first question is, um, what's the next place you would like to visit? I know you've been everywhere. I don't know what's left, but uh, what's the next place on your travel destination? You know, I'd like to go to Fiji. Mm. I'd love to go to Fiji. Okay. I'm with you on that because I had the water. The Fiji water, so they got (laughs) so I'm good. That's what it said on the bottle. But anyway, um, what? uh, I know that you said you're uh, one of Jehovah's Witnesses, so I know y'all read the Bible daily. So mm-hmm. other than the Bible, what's the last book you read? Oh, goodness gracious. You know what? I have that. Let me pull it up on Libby. I can't remember the name of it. It can't have been that good then. <laughs> well, it's just been a minute. My oh, book okay. is to, like read a book like a week, but yeah, I haven't been able to do that in a while. So I try to do that too. I try to get three a month, but... It takes some time. But let me ask you another one. You looked at what I'm doing. I found uh, it. Okay, go ahead. Last Man Standing. Uh, did they make a movie with that? Wait a minute. Was that I don't think so. It's by an author called David Baldacci. Mm-hmm. It's a, a fiction book. But yes, yeah, it's man. called The Last Man Standing. That's the last book I read. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Go ahead, Trey. Okay. I'm going to let you all in a little secret. Now, now chair. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear or phobia is actually fear of travel. That's why I don't leave my house too often. Okay. Um, (laughs) I usually go down to the edge of the driveway, but what's your biggest fear or phobia that you have? Um, you know, I don't, 
might as well let her have one. I think, I, I think, <clears throat> this might sound crazy, but I think a fear of not growing. It's mm, good. A fear good. of not growing. You know, yeah. people are the only, we're the only creatures that can choose not to reach our full potential. Everything Ooh. else is going to grow and do what it's supposed to. You know, I mean, it's as high and as far as it can, but only people don't. Um, and so I think that that's my biggest fear is of not becoming the best version of myself that I can. Trey, I think she's trying to make fun of us because we don't speak Spanish fluently. I think that's where she's going with that. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll get Rosetta Stone, but okay, go ahead, Trey. You got another one? Okay, here's another another question for you. So you, you've been around the world and you traveled and you've driven cars internationally. Probably, I, I've probably driven on the wrong side of the road here in Indiana, but that's a whole other point. Okay, so <laughs> would you rather have free gas for three months or free food for nine months? Oh, that's easy. Free food. <laughs> <laughs> See, our last guest have, said free gas. So yeah. why, why would you say free food for nine months? Well, because I got to eat. So there's that. And then as far as gas is concerned, I love to drive. I love to drive, but I don't have to drive. So, I, but I do have to eat. So yeah, I want some food. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I can go with that. Mm-hmm. If you had to change your first name, you say, okay, you can no longer have Cherub as your name. What would you na- rename yourself if you had to name yourself? What would you? What would it be? Hmm. You know, I never. I don't think I've ever thought about that. Mm-hmm. But I would probably just call myself Ryan Jane. <laughs> there you go. All right. Go ahead, Trey. <laughs> you got one, Trey. You want me to go again? I'm sorry about that. Sorry. Okay. So here's my next question. So, mm-hmm. um, are you a Friday evenings person or a Sunday mornings person, and why? Sunday morning. And why do you prefer Sunday mornings? Because, well, because I have the whole day ahead of me. And um, Friday evening is great, but it's just a couple few hours. And it's at the end of the week. But Sunday mornings, they tend to be more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And I can take some time to look back over the previous week to see what I did well and to see where I can make some adjustments. And then that'll help to position me to start the next week off well, you know, based uh, off of that reflection. So, yeah, I'd say Sunday morning. She's, you're an organizer, aren't you? You got a checklist and all that stuff? I, well, I <laughs> it looks good on paper, but no, I, I like <laughs> okay. to organize things because I'm not very organized. I okay. try to be organized. I struggle with organization. And because I struggle with it, I try to make sure that it's a priority for me because I have ADHD and sometimes it's a struggle. It's okay. Okay. All right. All right. I just got two more, but you can get yours in trade and we'll wrap it up. Okay. So here's another question for you. So we've heard the statement that we typically live our lives in 20 year increments. What would you tell your future self 10 years from now? Hmm. What would I tell me? In 20 years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm, tough I one. Would, I would smile at her and I would tell her that I hope that she keeps going. Mm. I hope that she just keeps going. And um 
that while she's doing that, that she can continue to just be kind to people while she's doing that. Just keep going, man. And it, it's going to be all right. Okay. I wonder yeah. if you can say anything else because I want her to figure it out. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I tell her. That's a good answer. Um, what's your favorite app on your phone? Hmm. I've never thought about that. My favorite mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to? I use a few of them a day, but I like. I, I have a couple. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're probably looking like. Let me look on this phone. Look, yeah, because it tells me the one time. Because I know there's a few that I use like all the time, but I like my Libby app. Okay. Libby, um, it's my library app, so that's how I can like. Um, it has my library card on it, so I can down it can pull books to there, so yeah. that I can read those. Oh, okay, that's the second favorite app. My favorite app is Spotify. Okay, uh, Spotify is my nice. favorite app because that music. I love music. Music is, dude, it's like a family member. I, I gotta have music. So Spotify is my favorite app, and coming in second, I'd say would be Libby. Okay. All right. Hey, you know, uh, Cherub, just as a same shameless plug, you know you can find What's Up With Ward podcast on Spotify. Now back to you, Ward. I'm you sure can. Last well, question. I'm following y'all on there already, so yeah. I appreciate <laughs> it. Definitely appreciate it. Like, yeah. My last question is this. Hot chocolate or coffee? Hot chocolate. Yes! Oh, wait a minute. What? I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, no. Me Ward. either. I don't understand why people do it. Can't understand. Oh, yeah, I'm um, not. I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh. I don't get the hype. Sorry, Trey. I'm sorry. See, uh, do you eat grits by any chance? Oh, here we go. Do you put sugar on your grits? It depends. Mm, good, safe answer. Because we're we're both opposite, Trey and I. I yeah, love I like sugar. Them both. I like like shrimp and grits, so I like them mm-hmm. savory. But sometimes yes. I like you know grits with like a little sugar and, and cin- or sugar and cinnamon, sugar and salt in them for breakfast. You know, with my eggs and sausage or whatever. It just depends uh. on what I'm fixing. Man, this this interview was going so well. It was going <laughs> so well. Trey will not put sugar on his grits to save his life. So okay, uh, okay. Well, I got one last question just on food, real quick. So then, yeah. what what exotic food item uh, actually su- you were surprised that you actually liked? I mean, meat it would be sugar with grits. You know, I'm just yeah. saying. But yeah, you would definitely exotic- like it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would. Well, and, and here's why I say that, because as I mentioned, you know, my dad's a chef. So we grew up eating all kinds of food like and it wasn't until we got older that we realized kids wasn't eating that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, steak and lobster and stuff like that. We, we ate well. Okay. We so as far as an exotic food that I had that I didn't think that I would like. I can't think of anything that I've had that I didn't think I would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> no problem. Well, you also wanted to get home too after eating, so that's that's cool. I understand you didn't want to go too far from the norm. I get it. Yeah. More over here eating chilled monkey meringue, but that's a whole other circle too. Hey, go yeah. ahead. If you don't I'm travel, you got to do something. <laughs> if you got yeah. a different question, you can ask. But I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for that one. All right. No, no worries. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this show up. But before we end, Cher, please tell the audience again where we can find your social media footprints again for your uh, your business, please. So the business is Clay Wright Jane, and on social media, I can be found on Instagram. 
really active on there um, at Clay Rye Jane, as well as Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest. And then my website is Clay Rye Jane. So C-L-A-Y-R-I-E-J-A-N-E.com. Okay. Well, I'll finish the uh, final thoughts up with this. The What's Up Award podcast really enjoys supporting individuals who start, run, or have their own businesses. Our in-studio guest today definitely falls into this category. I'm sure many of you listening will rethink your travel choices and the option of traveling with clothes in your pillow after this episode. But uh, I want to end it with this quote from Maya Angelou. She said, you can only become truly accomplished at something you love. Don't make money your goal. Instead, pursue the things that you love doing and do them so well that people can't take their eyes off you please tell a friend or family about this podcast if you heard something you enjoyed and please hit that subscribe option wherever you stream your podcast because we have more great guests coming up this season and there will be good shows you can review too so thanks again to our very inspirational studio guest Ms. Cherub Nichols I'm Wardy Ward he's Trey all day peace peace <laughs>